Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thursday, January 26th. And we're glad to be able to send out these messages over the Light and Truth radio network. I hope you're having a good day in the Lord. And we're blessed to be able to bring these broadcasts to you. Well, I know if you listen to the broadcast last couple of days, you could tell my throat was really raspy and I was hoarse, but I'm feeling much better today. A little bit of nasal congestion and, and that sort of thing. But other than that, feeling pretty good and thank the Lord for his blessings and uh, took a couple of days to rest and uh, try to recover. We had a good night in the house of the Lord last night here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, a good time together and I thank God for his blessings and, uh, now here we are for our Thursday broadcast. We're beginning a message today that we're going to continue tomorrow, actually complete on tomorrow's broadcast. Just a two-day message that we're going to be picking up here in just a moment. But before we do, I've got a song by our son Benjamin. And before I announce that, let me mention, if you will, to pray. We've got several requests. We've got some folks in the church that need our prayers. Brother Shelby Wilson has been hurting pretty bad recently and sick as well. We want to pray for Brother Shelby, that the Lord would touch him and help him there. And then Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall, they've been out in Missouri now for a few months, and they're planning on coming back in the next few days, praying that God bring them home safely, and they'll be well, be able to be back with us here in the house of God. And we're looking forward to that. And then uh, I want you to pray for my dad. He is in India on a short missions trip and going to be preaching there for a few days, him and his pastor. And so pray for them about that. And then some other missionary needs and things that we know of as well. I'd like for you to keep all that in prayer. Pray for us here at the radio stations that God would bless and use it for his glory and his honor. Amen. All right. Well, here's the song by Ben Shepherd, singing one entitled, If You Knew Him Like I Know Him. And it is time to look into the scripture again. We're going to look at one verse. For our message today, actually a two-day sermon from 1 Corinthians chapter number 7 and focusing on verse number 35. I'm preaching these two days on disallowing distractions. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 35 and I'm preaching on disallowing distractions. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. I want to read one verse in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7 and uh, just give you a thought tonight. I don't have a big long message, just a thought. And uh, ask you to pray that God bless it and use it. In verse number 35, chapter number 7, 1 Corinthians 7. You know 1 Corinthians 7 is talking about marriage. He goes through a lot about marriage. I'm not going to preach on that, but you got to see it in there. He deals with marriage and how precious it is, how important it is, how careful we ought to be about it. On and on he talks about marriage, and he says you've not done wrong if you marry. But then he, it's almost as if he recommends that you don't. He said if you're not married, remain that way. And uh, if you are married, of course, remain that way. Amen. But he says you've not done wrong if you do marry. But here, there's a reason for that. Look at verse number 35, and he gives you, this is his reason for it all. All right? Verse number 35, And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, 
and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. I want to preach on that last phrase, that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. And I titled my message tonight, Disallowing Distractions. Disallowing Distractions. Now, there's, there's a reason that the text that we're dealing with why he says what he says about marriage because he's talking about distractions he said a woman that's married has to take care of the house has to take care of her husband and she can't be dedicated to the lord like she could be if she didn't have a husband a man that's married has to mess up the house so his wife have something to take care of uh (laughs) but the man that's married he's got concerns about the family and about his wife and and situations there and can't devote himself to the Lord like he could have if he's single. And so it looks like that Paul is, in a sense, recommending uh, being single. Now, he's not saying that. It's not a doctrine. It's not a law. He makes it plain. He says, you've not, in verse number 28, but, and if thou married, thou hast not sinned. Amen. And so he, it's not that he's against marriage. As a matter of fact, I believe Paul's one wrote the book of, of uh, Hebrews, and in the book of Hebrews he says marriage is honorable. You know, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So, again, it, there's, a, there's a specific purpose and a specific reason. He's talking about the distress that they're in. He deals with that pretty much here in chapter number 7. But this text is not preached very often. It's not dealt with very often. Uh, but Paul's dealing with marriage and he's dealing with spirituality. I want to look at this in the spiritual realm. And that's how he deals with the particular verse that we're in, verse number 35. He says, I, and this I speak for your own profit. Let me say this real quickly, just by way of introduction. When a preacher preaches, especially, I guess I should say, when a pastor preaches, maybe all preachers this way, but particularly a pastor, sometimes people say, why is he trying to get us to conform to what he wants? Listen, if he's preaching the truth, he's not helping himself, he's helping you. He's preaching it for your help, for your benefit. Amen. And the truth that's given out, is to try to encourage you and is to try to help you. So he said, I speak it for your profit. Amen. And not that I may cast a snare upon you. I'm not trying to bring you into bondage, Paul says. Amen. But for that which is coming, I want things to go well. All right. And then here's the phrase, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. And so he's talking about marriage being a viable option for those believers. He's telling them that uh, he doesn't refuse marriage to them, but he does talk about the dangers and the difficulties uh, that they're going to face, especially in that time, and about their personal relationships that, that we know our personal relationships, even now, do affect our spirituality. Amen. Personal relationships do affect our ability to be able to be devoted to spiritual things. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm not going to do an expositional study of this text, but just deal with this one particular verse, if I can, tonight. And uh, I do want to pull this verse out, not out of its context, but pull it out, and look at it, and look at it a little bit more in depth, if I can, and expound to you what he's talking about here. Now, here's the principle. God wants us all to Himself. Amen. God wants us all to Himself. He doesn't want us half-hearted. He wants us devoted. Amen. And when he's dealing with this situation in this, what he's saying is, is that he's wanting us not distracted by anything else. He wants us to focus on him, if I could say it that way. Amen. Luke chapter number 14, verse 25 and 26. 
our Lord Jesus. Here's, it says this, and there were great multitudes, and there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, if any man come to me, and hate not his father, and his mother, and his wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Amen. So he's saying here, our Lord's not saying that you gotta hate your parents, or hate your children or hate your family. That's not what he said. But you know that he's saying that the love we have for him has got to be so strong that theirs is almost, if you compared it, our love for them so small that it would almost be like hatred. And so he's not saying that we actually hate, but he is saying he's got to come first. Amen. And we could, we could preach about that in marriage. We could Talk about marriage is a commitment. It's an all-in. Amen. When people get married, we got two half-couples sitting here on the front now. And uh, <laughs> how long y'all been married, Brother Matt? All right, two months. How long y'all been married? A little, little more than that. A little over three. When Matt married Courtney, he wanted all of her. He didn't He didn't, didn't want her part-time. When Philip married Evelyn, he didn't want her part-time. He wanted her all the time, right? And vice versa. If these girls married to men, they wanted them all the time. That's how God wants us. He don't want us part-time. Amen. He don't want us saying, listen, here, here's what they said. It, it, Jesus, his complaint to those people in the, said in Isaiah, then he says it in the New Testament as well. Their lips, boy, they're all with me in their lips, but their heart is far from me. Amen. You, you hear people sometimes say, now preacher, we won't be there in body, but we'll be there in spirit. Amen. Sometimes people are here in their body, and I wish they was here in their spirit. <laughs> Amen. Their body's asleep, amen, or, or dead or something, I don't know. But <laughs> like for there to be some spirit involved in that. But that's how the idea is Jesus wants us to be all in. That's the point I'm talking about. Amen. And so he talks about uh, disallowing distractions or not allowing these distractions to come in without distraction, he says. Amen. And so he said that Jesus must come first. He must be preeminent. Amen. He is the priority. Amen. I was talking about in the marriage situation, you have that with spouses. And really it's true when children come along. we got Rick and Helen over here. But they're starting a family, and I mean, they're starting it in a quick way. Amen. They're having them two at a time now. Amen. They had one at a time twice, now two at a time. Next time be four at a time. But seriously... All right, they've got a family, and I know we got others like that too. Young families, thank God for it. Young families in the church. But when they come along, it's still priority is still me and her, right? Priority is still mom and daddy. Priority is still, uh, this way, husband and wife. Amen. Not that the children are not important, but the priority is those you made those vows to. Amen. I'm telling you, Jesus has got to be the priority in all of our life. Amen. He's got to be the preeminent one. And that's what he's dealing with here. And so we're tying that in the marriage. Now, I'm not going to address our home life so much in my sermon tonight. But I do want to address our spiritual life and talk about that. I do know that even in our home life, and especially, here's Paul's using it, there are some things that necessarily distract us from one another. Amen. Our duties, our duties that necessarily distract us from one another. And duties that necessarily, in a sense, distract us from God. Now, I want to focus not on those things that are necessary, but I want to focus on keeping out those things that are unnecessary. Amen. Because if we're not careful, we'll let a lot of unnecessary things distract us from serving Jesus. Now, there's there's two Greek words used in this phrase. I'm, I'm going to look at it again there in verse 35, that latter phrase. 
that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. That phrase, that ye may attend upon, is one word. One Greek word has that phrase, comes from one Greek word, that ye may attend upon. It's Strong's number 2145. It's only found in your King James Bible one time. Right here is it. That ye may attend upon. It means sitting well towards. That's actually what it defines which which means to be assiduous or diligent service. Amen. The idea of sitting well towards is it's like you're sitting on the edge of your seat. You're just ready to go. You're ready to do something for the glory of God. Amen. If any of you ever played sports, playing sports, if you had to sit on the bench, you want to be on the edge of the bench because you're just hoping that your name got called. You want to be out there in the field or on the court or whatever the case was. You want to be out there working. Well, that's the way it ought to be, this thing about serving our Lord Jesus, is that we ought to be without distraction. We ought to be paying attention. By the way, we ought to know where things are and how things are going. So when we are called, when we are able to get in the field or get on the court, we'll know what to do. Amen. So he's dealing with this without distraction that you may attend upon sitting well towards assiduous, diligent service. It actually means to be dedicated wholeheartedly. Amen. Then there's a second important word, that phrase, without distraction. Those two words are actually one Greek word as well. It's Strong's number 563. It means undistractedly. (laughs) That's what it means, undistractedly. Or free from solicitude. Amen. You see these signs sometimes, businesses, it says no solicitation or solicitation prohibited beyond this point. And the idea there, you're not letting something else get your attention. You're not letting something else buy for your attention or your emotions. You're not letting some something else come in there and pull you aside. Amen. So these two words solidify this thought together that indicate that we ought to be diligently avoiding those things that would distract us from serving our Lord. Amen. Diligently avoiding those things that would distract us from serving our Lord. Now, there's a text in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Paul said this to Timothy, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath called him to be a soldier. Amen. That, what he's saying is you don't get tangled up in things. You don't get distracted with other things. Amen. We've got to be careful because our life is entangling enough as it is. Amen. And so, we've all heard the idea that, that people say, you got to have a goal. you got to have a target you're shooting for. you got to be aiming for something. If you don't aim for anything, you'll never hit the mark if you don't have one, right? And so it's true, we ought to have a goal. What is our goal? Serving the Lord ought to be our goal. Amen. Serving the Lord ought to be our goal. Being faithful unto God and not being distracted from that. In other words, we ought to have a target and we ought to be zeroed in on that target at all times. That's what he's talking about in our text. Amen. And so here he said that phrase, attend... Upon the Lord. The idea of serving Him without distraction. That ought to be our aim. That ought to be our goal. But when you use the word attend, you think of the word attention. Amen. Does the Lord have your attention? Sometimes He has to knock our feet out from under us to get our attention. Sometimes He has to knock our breath out from us to get our attention. Amen. We ought not, listen, we ought to say, Lord, don't, don't, don't let me get so hard that it's going to take a bolt of lightning to get my attention. Let me be listening for that still, small voice. Amen. That all I need is the whisper of God, and I'll obey the Lord. We give Him our undivided 
attention. Amen. Amen. And so when we can never attend to something or someone that we don't give our attention to. Amen. So we got to be careful our attention is so easily distracted. Me and Brother Steve was talking about this earlier this week. There's one thing that helped me think about this particular verse. Get to studying. Brother Steve talking about studying Sunday school. I'm be studying for preaching. And all of a sudden, I mean, there's a million things across your mind. And you read this when it didn't have nothing to do with what you And read something else. If you're not careful, you chase this rabbit or chase that rabbit. People start talking. Calls start coming. Get one thing after another. Amen. And if you're on the computer, you can, you know, you can balance your checkbook or you can, you know, you can check your emails or you, all, all these different things that can get our attention away. And my wife will tell you, I'm phlegmatic. That means I'm easily distracted. If I go back there, for example, if I was to walk back there to get a book and I see something out of place over here along the way, I may stop and straighten that out. And then I see something else needs to be straightened out. And then I'll see something else needs to be done. And if I'm not careful, I'll spend more time doing that than go to do what I started out to do. Amen. Because I get distracted with that. Well, here's the thing about serving the Lord. Every one of us, the day we got saved, more than likely, I don't think salvation is contingent upon us saying, Lord, I'll serve you all my life. But that was our intent when He saved us from hell. We said in our mind or in some way, we said, Lord, I'll serve you. I owe you my life. I owe you my soul. And I'll serve you with all my heart. But if we're not careful, we get sidetracked so easily. Our attention, something gets our attention. Something distracts us. Amen. From, from what we're supposed to be doing. There's, I want to look at two things. I got two points tonight and a couple of points under these. I want to talk about the matter of serving the Lord. It talks about the matter right here in this verse. And I'm, I'm just going to, I've got other verses I'm applying, but this is my text. The matter of serving the Lord. He calls it attend upon the Lord. It speaks about religious duties. Amen. Amen. How do you serve the Lord? Well, preacher, I'm saved. I don't intend on serving the Lord. Well, you ought to. Amen. He's done so much for us. least we could do, serve Him a little bit. Amen. He's given you a gift. I know in the, in the Scripture, when we talk about that, they, it's, the, the, some of the Scriptures calls it a talent. And Brother Steve's talking about it. Some people use that as talents like the way we do. But it's dealing with the... He's giving you a currency. He's giving you something to work with. And if you just hide it in the earth, he may get what he gave you to start with, but he's not going to be happy. What he wants is for that to be increased. He wants you to use it for the glory of God. Amen. That when God saved us, he wants us to do something for him. Amen. So he wants us to serve him. We ought to be ready to serve him those religious duties. And so this matter of serving the Lord, I believe, indicates two needful things. Number one, we must be fit and ready to serve. If we're going to serve him, this matter of serving the Lord. If we're going to serve Him, we need to be fit and ready to serve. Amen. That means having an attitude of service. Amen. I've been to restaurants that the waitress didn't have an attitude to serve. Amen. She had a job. She was getting paid. She wasn't fit and ready. I say, you, and I've said it here before, they put up these signs at these restaurants, now hiring smiling faces. I said, it's about time. They ought to hire some smiling faces. Amen. There ought to be an attitude. But I'm telling you, if, if you can, if you can serve for money with a smiling face, surely you can serve the Lord with a smiling face. Amen. Surely we ought to be able to serve the Lord Jesus with a smiling face because of what all He's done for us. And so I, I say it this way, we cannot angrily truly serve God. You can't serve God against your will. Amen. I have a few times I did what Dad told me to do and I did it angrily. 
Now, I wasn't stupid enough to let him know. Amen. I wouldn't be here telling the story if I, if I was stupid enough to let him know that I was angrily doing it. But seriously, sometimes you, you can serve your boss man angrily, but you can't serve God angrily. You're not really serving God if you're angry about it. Amen. You've got to be fit and ready to serve. In other words, how do you serve him? You serve him with gladness. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.